Welcome back. Hour number two of the Bill Michael Show. Boy, the first hour just flew by. Holy mackerel. On a Monday like this, man, just motored past us. Welcome in. Hour number two of the program. Good to have you on board today. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Adam Schefter saying that it is a very real possible scenario. Very real scenario. That uh, the Packers could trade away Aaron Rodgers. Um, first of all, um, th- th- for, let's let's set the stage here. This is what I, this is what Adam Schefter said on Saturday when uh, they were doing the NFL Live. This will be the third straight off season in which Aaron Rodgers' future is the subject of much speculation. But make no mistake, both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are expected to move on from certain players, which Aaron Rodgers probably will not like. The issue here will be the $110 million left on his contract and which team could afford it. But there is a real possibility that at some point this offseason, Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. A very real possibility that somewhere this offseason, Aaron Rodgers could be traded. Uh, Don't believe it for a minute. Because there's just too much money if they trade him before June 1st. That would be crippling to this team. I just, I I don't see that. Unless the Packers basically say, Jordan Love is going to have one year to kind of get it together. The team, we're, we're going to just start the reload, rebuild, whatever you want to call it. One year down with however many more to go with Jordan Love and then this team is going to be somewhat financially crippled. I, I cannot see that being a scenario in which that happens. I just can't. Unless you get a boatload of draft picks. Here's the problem with that. Okay? And again, this goes, uh, you know, Gerard said, if the Titans offer two ones and twos, uh, I'd make the move. Um, if they would, I'd make the move too. That means somebody down there in the Titans organization is smoking some really heavy weed. That means they are all hitting the five mass skull bong. They are all there's like bags of funyuns all over the conference room table. They're just you know their the Kool Aid is flying everywhere, and the five mass skull bong is just billowing fumes, right? Because there's no way. There's no way. Why would anybody offer that for one year? For one, because for one, two max, just it's not going to happen. It's just I, I can't imagine. And oh, by the way, paying a, a good portion of that salary too. I, I just I can't imagine that anybody would give that much up for Aaron Rodgers. It just uh, it 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 won't happen. So there's a couple of things that, that to, to you know kind of mull over here. Okay. One is he is owed a lot of money. I can't believe that he's going to go anywhere. The Packers are one going to trade him away before June first. Secondly, I the whole thing, the whole notion of well, things aren't good behind closed doors uh, between him and the front office, and I think there's being too much made of all of this. I really do. I I what what is so bad? That's what nobody can tell you. Well, why has he had it with the front office? Why is there contentious feelings with the front office? What? Who? Who? And nobody can tell you that. 
Did the Packers as an organization do something wrong? He basically had his own call when it came to the thumb. He gutted it out. He played. He played, you know, a few years back when he broke, you know, had a had a fracture of the knee just below the knee. I mean, this guy's tough. He's not a he's he's you know, this whole thing of injury prone. If you those words come out of your mouth, you're an idiot because he's played through everything. Now, he hasn't played well at times, but he's played through everything. He hasn't he's not he's not a game that's, you know, missing the, you know, missing games and such. But has anything after he came into camp, has anything pissed him off since then? Because he's the guy. Aaron Rodgers is the guy that said, no, nope, they've cleared a lot of the air. Everything's really good. So tell me what. Because you can go back to the Jordan Love thing and say, yeah, he's not happy with the front office. But since then, since then, everything's been great. They did what he wanted to do. They brought Cobb back. They paid Bakhtiari. They paid Elton Jenkins. They brought Devondre Campbell, paid that man, paid Preston Smith, paid Kenny Clark. You know, he didn't want him to get rid of rid of Devontae. They offered Devontae more money. Devontae, by that point in time, was like, dude, I'm out. You can't even give me a, 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 a clear answer yourself, Aaron, as to whether or not you're going to come back or you're not. Nobody knows what you're going to do in the future. I'm, a, I'm out for a gold jacket. I got to go. Plus my family, I want to take, you know, so I'm out. So they offered Devontae a lot more money. It wasn't their fault that they offered it later because they were waiting for Rodgers to make up his mind. So everything, this whole thing is being overblown about, oh, he's not happy. He's not happy. Unless he's just got this lingering anger and resentment for having Jordan Love be in that locker room. That's it. I, I can't imagine any other reason than that. If there's anything else there, I, we, we don't know about it. We don't know about it. Now, the only time this year that I ever saw a chink in the armor between uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, there were two specific times. One, when Rodgers yelled at LaFleur coming off the field, and LaFleur just kind of took it. And the second time was at the podium when asked about the play calling, Rodgers specifically said, I'm I, I'm not calling the plays. I like what they're calling, but I'm not calling the plays. In other words, don't blame me when you look at the play calling and the poor play calling down the stretch. Don't blame me. I like what he's calling, so I'm sticking up for my guy, but don't blame me for changing it at the line of scrimmage. That was it. That was Other than that, we didn't hear any other issues, right? So where is the bad blood? And, and Rodgers kept alluding to the fact of the mutual, the mutual. If we, they, we mutually want to come back, if we mutually, and we, were kept, we kept thinking, what are you talking about? Have the Packers said they don't want him back? Have they done anything? It's not like they went and paid Jordan Love 50 million bucks more than Rodgers. They, they didn't do anything, you know? If now, if the Packers look at this and go, Aaron, look, I know you want your guys here, but come on, man. Come on, man. Mercedes Lewis, as much as we love him, you know, we need to upgrade the tight end position. Lazard, you keep talking about how great he is. You don't throw him the damn ball. We got to upgrade more at the, the wideout position. Defensively, we're going to get some more there. But we brought back Tom Clement. We brought back your guy. You chose Tom Clemens even. We brought him back. 
you know? So this whole thing about bad blood and, and doing it Aaron's way, no. They did it Aaron's way. They gave him everything he wanted. There's no reason to have, quote, bad blood at this point, which I think that's the reason this whole thing is kind of bogus, to be honest with you. I think it's kind of bogus. Scott says uh, Aaron Rodgers has never stated that he has bad blood with the organization. I don't know where this is coming from. Another Adam Schefter makeup. Uh, No, I'm not going to go as far as to say he's making it up. I wouldn't do that. I would never do that to a reporter because everybody has sources. And Schefter's got a lot. Uh, I'm sure there's something there. I'm sure he's heard something. But I just, I don't think it's to this level, you know? I, I just don't think it's like up here to where you say, you know, hey, Rogers is mad. You know, he's not coming back because of this. I don't think it's that. I think it's like he just, you know, they're doing everything. They're letting him go and make his own decisions and and off he runs. Uh, this is from Zachary, who says, uh, what do you think of them keeping Joe Barry? It looks like it's official. He's going to be back. Do you think Rodgers is pissed at that? No. Because you what, – what, what, why in the world would Rodgers be mad at the defense? Seriously. For two big games, last year and this year, last year against the 49ers, this year against Detroit, the defense held their own. It was the offense that was inept. He, you know, if you're mad at the defense or the defensive coordinator, that means your own backyard better be pretty cleaned up. And it's not. It's not. Not happening. Uh, The tax man says, uh, I think Rogers is way too arrogant and way too into himself for him to be a good leader anymore. I don't know if it's arrogance, cockiness, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was interesting. Let me let me back up here for a second. Out of the four quarterbacks right now that are playing in this weekend's this coming weekend's games, and I'm including Brock Purdy, obviously. Uh, there's Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are incredible quarterbacks because of all of the ability they have. They have the ability to throw. They have the ability to run. They have the ability to create. Okay? They have this dynamic one-off that only they can do. We can compare them to other quarterbacks, but they're just dynamic. They just have an ability. Brock Purdy is learning, but what Brock Purdy has done is I will just not wreck the game and work within the system. And I've got great players like Debo and Kittle and, and such around me to where I can hand the ball off and let the run game do its thing with McCaffrey. I can get it to Debo. I can get it to Kittle. I've got enough weapons where I just don't screw it up. And he's been successful that way. Joe Burrow, on the other hand, and I, I thought this was interesting. I was listening to Dan Orlovsky this morning, and I think it was a great analysis because what does Joe Burrow do? Is he a better runner or something? No, not really. No. Does he become dynamic in some way, like create crazy creative passes? No. But one of the things that he said, Orlovsky said, was Joe Burrow is the best quarterback 
in the National Football League. And I had to think about that for a minute. And then he said, because he's the best at being a quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. He's not this deep downfield guy consistently. It's He just makes the right throws and the right play and the right read at the right time. And whatever you give him, he's taking. And it's made him great. Out of all the quarterbacks, I'm thinking this weekend, is Aaron Rodgers better than any of them? Is Aaron Rodgers better than any of them? A couple of years ago, you'd say absolutely. But Joe Burrow is more Tom Brady-esque. He's not dynamic in a lot of different ways, but he's just a damn good quarterback. He's a good guy at being a quarterback. Rodgers isn't that. He doesn't he he forces things a lot of the time because he can because he's done it in the past. But can he adapt to being the best quarterback? Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he better than Jalen Hurts? No. He's not a better runner or more dynamic in that sense. Is he better than Brock Purdy? Yeah. But Brock Purdy has the number 1 defense overall around him and he's also got some incredible weapons. So Rodgers is better than one of the three. The difference between Rodgers and Purdy is Purdy is just what Shanahan says, let's just run it this way, we'll do it this way. You know? That's what Purdy's excelled at, is just just go run the offense. Just go run it. Take what the defense gives you and just go run it. Just let, let get it to your playmakers and let them make plays. Well, one, I don't think the Packers have enough playmakers. They don't have a dynamic tight end. They've got a decent run game. And they've got one player in Christian Watson who is starting to come on, but you don't know what his ceiling is. And you don't know how much more dynamic he's going to get. You don't know if he's going to develop into this incredible downfield Jamar Chase type of guy, this Randy Moss type of guy, or if he's this is what he is. You don't know. So Purdy has more weapons around them. So that's why I keep saying, if you run it back with this same group of guys, you're not winning anything. You're not going to win anything. And I'm not going to put it on the defense. You're just not going to win anything because the quarterback alone is not good enough now to get you over the hump all by himself anymore. I'm going to open up the phone line, see if you agree. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Again, 877-867-1670. You want to email the program, you can do it, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at uh, Ben Z. Kenny as well. And you can chime in on the Bud Light live stream, uh, which we got a lot of people chiming in on. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Lux Golf Bays down in Franklin. And they are heated. They're nice. I got a nice picture from my buddy Mark who uh, went down there over the weekend. He said a little golf before football. And a nice picture of him and his kids as they went and were hitting the balls in the Lux Golf Bays. He said it was pretty warm. It's like you're being cooked. He said it's kind of nice that way. Uh, but uh, Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That is LuxGolfBays.com. Check it out. Make an appointment. 
make a reservation, reserve a space. They have food. They have a bar there. Uh, go down and they got TVs up above. You can watch games if you choose to go at night or during the day for a lunch break or take a corporate outing, a group of friends, whatever it happens to be. You can even play in kind of your own little league down there if you choose to do so. Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBase.com down in Franklin, Wisconsin. Again, LuxGolfBase.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And then we've got a special broadcast that we're going to be at the Stillery uh, in Grafton coming up this Friday. So stop on by for some lunch. And then a week from Friday, we are going to preview the Super Bowl the day uh, as we get ready to leave for Super Bowl out to Arizona. Uh, we're going to be at Stoley's Hog Alley, newly renovated. You still have that new bar smell in that place. And looking forward to seeing Jeff and Alicia out there. And we're going to be doing one out here in Lake Country. So we're going to do a live show at Stoley's coming up a week from Friday. And that one we will also announce. We're going to give away some pretty cool sp- stuff as well for those that are in attendance. But don't forget, uh, coming up in a, in a few weeks, as a matter of fact, uh, we're going to be live from the 6th through the 10th. It is Super Bowl week. We will be live on Radio Row out in Phoenix, Arizona. And as always, we'll bring you all the guests and stuff. As a matter of fact, it was funny because just the other day, Lee Steinberg reached out and his people and Lee Steinberg, uh, you know, the agent to everybody, including Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's always been good to come on the program and try to gear his guys in our direction. So we're going to talk with Lee. He's always uh, a, a terrific guest, but he's one of the guys that are already booked for the program. So we got uh, numerous people and uh, players and coaches and stuff that are going to be on Radio Row. So we're going to bring you all the fun and pageantry that is Super Bowl, and that is leading up to a Super Bowl in Arizona. So don't forget about that. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. So good, good stuff there. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us. Uh, would love to hear from you again, 877-867-1670. So... We just talked about it. Uh, we just were kind of sitting here chatting. Um, what do you do? Now, I, I still, I know it's topical because Adam Schefter brought it up, but this whole thing about Aaron Rodgers uh, being traded in the offseason, I just don't think it's going to happen. I just, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Rick says, Burrow reminds me of Joe Montana. He just makes things happen. I agree with that. Uh, he's been compared to Joe Montana and Tom Brady, probably more so than anything. Um, so I, you know, d- depending on which one, still, regardless, it's it's, it's incredibly high praise, incredibly high praise. Um, this one is from uh, Phil said, I think the tension in the list of players Rodgers wants back and the fact that Rodgers is not giving the Packers a real answer on if he is in or not. That statement of seeing who the Packers will bring back first will decide whether or not he wants to play puts the Packers in a very tough spot. I can see that being a problem. Um, Phil, if that's the case, and you may be very well, you very well may be right on that. Uh, Phil, I I, I don't doubt it. Phil uh, over on the Bud Light live stream watching the program today. I don't doubt that uh, if that indeed is the issue. 
But if that's your issue, that does not speak very highly of Aaron Rodgers. Quite honestly. Because you're taking the power of making a team better away from the general manager and putting it in the quarterback's hands. And the quarterback has certain reasoning as to, and don't get me wrong, he's got points when it comes to locker room guys and guys of glue and such. But are they his guys or are they really good locker room guys? And are they contributors versus just locker room guys? I mean, otherwise, just, you know, if you need Randall Cobb in there, then make Randall Cobb a coach. You know? That's simple. If you need a tight ends coach, make Big Dog a tight ends coach and put his voice in there. Right? I mean, otherwise, I I don't think I'd do that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Rick says there's no real worthwhile cap relief in trading Aaron Rodgers. No, it makes it worse. It makes it worse, especially if you trade him before June first. You basically strap everything. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I agree with that. Um, Watcher23 says, uh, this team has no chemistry on offense. Matt says, watch uh, Mahomes and compare him to Rodgers. Mahomes is mobile. He isn't afraid to make throws. Well, that's just it. He's mobile. He's he's a mobile quarterback. He's a guy that, you know, Rodgers was never overly mobile, but he was a little deceptive when it came to his running capability. But I agree with you. He's not Mahomes, 100%. I, and for as much as we're going to sit here and banner about this, um, this, this is the way I see it happening, is Rodgers comes back. Rodgers comes back. I, I, I don't think he's going anywhere. He comes back, probably keeps a guy or two around him. Now, Cobb's got to decide whether or not he even wants to play before they go get Randall Cobb. But you're going to keep Bakhtiari. And uh, Gudekinst alluded to that fact already, saying that, you know, good left tackles are hard to find. So you're going to keep Bakhtiari. Um, Tanyan, obviously, is going to be there. You know, coming back, I think he'll be better next year, coming back off of that ACL. Elton Jenkins plays better. I think the offensive line will be more solidified in that sense. But I don't necessarily see them bringing Big Dog back. There's no reason to. He's a blocking tight end. That's it. And if you're watching right now and, you know, you, you watch even even like D- Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. Now I know he had the, the, the faux pas at the end. But Dalton Schultz was a, was a playmaker. You know, uh, you go to, say, Cincinnati. And uh, Hayden Hurst, not a huge name by any stretch between him and uh, uh, Mitchell Wilcox, but they're playmakers. They they can they can make you move that offense, right? You look at Kittle. Kittle obviously, he's a guy that can can move the sticks for you. Big uh, Dallas Goddard, 
He's a guy that can catch passes and become a playmaker when they need him to. He's, he's a guy that they somewhat rely upon in Philadelphia. Who, who are you relying upon in Green Bay? It's probably Tanya more so than it is Big Dog. And Big Dog, he's a first-down guy. He's guys going to move the sticks for you. He can come up big at certain times, but he's not a guy they rely upon. They don't rely upon them. You know why? Because they don't use them. you got to upgrade that position. And by hanging on to Big Dog and then hanging on to Tanyan and hanging on to Josiah Aguara, another third-round draft choice, it was going to be the Swiss Army knife of all these different things, he's never developed into anything because he hasn't been allowed to. And then there's Tyler Davis, who they picked up, uh, I think it was um, from Indianapolis. But you you look at all these guys and you're like, they don't use them, so why are you keeping them around? You know? So there's some changes that have to be have to be made. And I know Rodgers isn't going to like it, but so what? You, you, the old adage in the NFL is, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Even if you stay the same, you're getting worse. Because you got the same guys, the same players, the same chemistry, the same coaching, the same plays, the same coordinators. You're not getting you're 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 not getting any better. 877-867-1670. Uh oh, Rick over on the Bud Light live stream says DeGuar is an H back. He he was supposed to be, he was a tight end more so in college. But, yeah, they were wanting to use him as, a, as an H-back and then a tight end and a wide out and all these different players or all these different places. And remember when they drafted him, Matt LaFleur talked about him being the Swiss Army knife and used in multiple multiple packages and situations. And He never developed into that. He got hurt his first year, obviously, but this last year, he never developed into that. They didn't use him like that. You know, it, you know, at times they used him like that, but it wasn't – it didn't become a threat. It wasn't any consistency to it, you know? And I think uh, Tom brings up a good point. He says, do these guys even want to stay around? I, you know what? I think guys would love to keep playing. Sure. I think guys would love to keep playing. I think Big Dog would like to stick around. I don't know about Cobb. You know, now if Aaron went to him and said, hey, I'd really like you to stick around, would they? I don't know. I don't know what that would lead to. But I, I th- this whole thing about the... The team being held hostage by Rodgers, if if Rodgers will not come back because those are not requests or let's see what they're going to do, but they're more so demands, then you don't have a lot of choice. You just got to say, Aaron, you know what? It's we got to get better. We can't hang. We can't. We can't just run it all back just because you want to run it all back. You know why? Because you didn't play good enough. You got to go look in a mirror, dude. That's all. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Go, go. And Mahomes steps up, throws to the back, touchdown. How about that? Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, back of the end zone. A contributor. 
a contributor. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there in New Mail Medical. New Mail Medical. Uh, they have uh, not only locations here in Wisconsin, but locations all over the country. And if you're calling from anywhere in the country, that's okay because they'll put you in touch with any of the locations. You call one phone number, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Give them a shout and say, hey, look, if you got the uh, ED, you know it. They can help you with it. 98% success rate, okay, right there. However, if, say, you're just moody and you're tired and you're dragging and just you can't get out of bed or can't, can't get the motivation to go to work out or whatever, they can help you out with that. That is uh, low T. All you got to do is stop in, get your numbers checked. They can set you up on a plan and get that taken care of. Maybe it's the all-in-one weight loss program, and they have even more advanced, better technology and a better program now for weight loss. So if you're looking and you're going, you know what, here comes, uh, here comes summer. You're only a few months away, right? from getting back into T-shirt season. So you might as well go ahead and give them a call. 414-455-4451. There's no reason not to. 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. Just let them help. Just let them help. Give them a shout. Just let them help you. That's what they do. They just help you out. Um, let's uh, real quick, uh, we'll go to the phone calls before we get into the rest of this stuff. Uh, our buddy Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, how you doing today, man? What's up? He gone. Um, so this weekend's game. Now, there's a lot of people with things to say uh, over on the Bud Light live stream. Um, it's Andrew says instead of relax, it's time for a reset. R E S E T without Rogers, but I agree he's the best option given the cap hit. Um, and and that's it too. Is that when you look at Aaron Rodgers, you also have to remember that if you just deal him, that you, you, there's a lot of stuff to that that has to happen for him to be traded. And and I go back to when he talked to Rob Domofsky, and the question was asked, going back to when he signed the contract, and, and the question was, are you now a Green Bay Packer for the rest of your career? He said, definitely. I think he really wants to win a, a, a title here. I really do. Um, so I, I, I really do believe that Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay. I just do. Uh, J.D. says, uh, can you explain why the Packers would still be in cap trouble if they were to trade Rodgers and the team took most of his contract? Well, you can't. You can take his contract, but you can't take the guaranteed money, the signing bonus. That's the reason why. Because all of that comes due. That's the reason why. Because not only do you pay him the salary, but then on top of it, you have to pay him all of his guaranteed money. That comes due right there. That's the reason why. Um, the uh, hey, uh, this is from Jim. Who says I don't know if you saw this report. Uh, enjoy the uh, Thursday night football ratings debacle. A harbinger of its future with aging customer base in the age of streaming. Uh, the NFL's Thursday night football broadcast moved from Fox and the NFL Network to Amazon Prime. Uh, worded another way, prior to 2022, viewers of Thursday Night Football were able to watch it over the air and the channels and their cable satellite packages. Now they can only watch it on their streaming and Amazon, uh, and it has been a ratings disaster. In 2021, Thursday Night Football averaged 13.3 million viewers per Nielsen. Amazon's 2022 viewership, only 9.6 million people per game. 
more than a 25% drop. Amazon is claiming that actual streaming viewership is more like 11.3 million, which is still a 15% drop. But nevertheless, it has been a uh, a ratings uh, just good night. It's not been good. Uh, are younger Americans really tuning into the NFL? Yes, in significant numbers, is shown from 2001 to 21. But the number of Super Bowl viewers, 18 to 49, has decreased from 52.5 million to 34.3 million, a whopping 35%. And uh, it's 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 not good. The NFL is still king, don't get me wrong, but overall, it's not good. And you know, you want to know why? Um. Part of it is is because younger people, as it says, eighteen to thirty-five, in that realm, and I don't. I think it'd probably be more so, maybe twenty-one, twenty-two to thirty-five. That's that different generation. That's um, I don't know if you call it the millennials, but the, especially during COVID, everybody found other things to do. And I said that at the time. I said, look, if you're going to be a sports franchise. And you're going to bring people back, and you're going to want people to come in and spend money. You better go over and above, because during COVID, the last three years, three and a half years, whatever it is, during COVID, um, people found other things to do. It wasn't go to your because even my friends that own bars are like the younger kids, the the, the ones that just turned twenty one, they're starting to come in, but kids between twenty five and thirty five, they're not. That that's not their haunt. That's not their hangout. They found other things to do. There's and there's a whole. I, I just saw a, a Harvard Business Review that went over different age brackets and what they're doing with their money. And that that demographic right there, they're not going to the bars, not like they used to. Remember, it was you and I. We'd all get together on a Saturday or a Sunday, and we'd go watch college football, or we'd go we'd go meet at the bar, and we'd watch the NFL. That's what we did. You know, when I owned a bar in Cincinnati. Man, that Sundays was my day, man. I made money on Friday and Saturday, but Sunday, b- bank, baby, because everybody came down. I'd get all these chips and barbecue sauce and all this different stuff and run pitcher specials, and it was great. And it was great. You know, it, that was a bank day. That was the extra money day, you know, because you could shut down on Monday. Nobody cared. Monday night was Monday night football and, like, your dart leagues and stuff. But the, everybody came out for Sunday football. And that that age bracket isn't doing that. They found other things to do, man. Bill, I can confirm that I myself did not find anything better to do. Okay. But would you agree that it's just different now? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely different. Well, it's also, I can't speak for others when they were my age, but the access to watch uh, on, you know, your own TVs or whatever, Mm -hmm. you have every streaming service then right. kind of makes the bar not necessary for that. But I don't mm-hmm. know how that all plays in. Right. I, well, I mean, when it was over the air, we still went out and everybody went to the bars. Everybody went to different places. We were all watching it. You know, I don't think it's the same way anymore. They're talking about discretionary income and, you know, the dem- and, and again, I don't want to get into the politics of stuff, but the demand for certain stuff, the demand for higher wages, the demand for, you know, higher, you know, um, uh, minimum wage and, and living wages, but they're not out buying cars. They're not out spending a ton of money. They're still living usually at home or in groups where they've got numerous roommates. Um, that discretionary income isn't there. And it's, it's uh, to say it very honestly, it's not considered a very hardworking generation. It's a get by generation. 
um, in the 80s and the 90s, even the early 2000s were very much bar centric, very much, you know, that community centric. And it's not. It's not right now. I will uh, publicly direct, though, all problems with my generation uh, can be addressed in my DMs on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm only again, I I don't do this. I'm not an economics major or anything like that. I don't do I only go by what I read in Harvard uh, in their business journal had done a really good in-depth study of discretionary income and who was watching what and when and where. And and, uh, you know, there's more reality TV and such. And some of the crazy TV of, uh, of you know, like the Jersey Shores type of television. Not that people are watching that, but you know what I'm talking about. The new, the new more uh, original on cable and streaming networks of reality TV. That's kind of where the viewership has gone for that particular level of generation. You know, eight seven. Six, yeah, go also ahead. real quick when you mentioned Thursday night and why the ratings dropped for that. The games were terrible. They were terrible, too. All yeah. season. I agree. And they're always yep. bad, but this, I feel like, was especially, especially yep. bad. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Um, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break, come back. Uh, I want to get into all the games, too, because there were some really good games uh, this weekend, the matchups that are now coming. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to go back to the phone calls, but we got a lot to to get to regarding the matchups, the AFC and the NFC Championship games and the games that were this past weekend. Stick around. They keep winning. The Milwaukee Admirals, if you're looking for a good night out, you're looking for a lot of fun, you're looking for a promotional night, concerts after the game, you want to bring a group, bring the kids, bring friends, good night, just go hang out, have a few beverages, get some pretzels and some hot dogs, listen to some concerts after the game. That's the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The NFC and AFC Championship games are set. The Cincinnati Bengals upset the Bills in Buffalo 27-10 in the snow. The Bengals averaged nearly six yards on first down despite missing three of their starters on the offensive line. Quarterback Joe Burrow finished the game with 242 yards passing, two TDs, and a quarterback rating of 101.9. I think our line is better. I think our run game is better. I think our defense is better. Our special teams is better. We're just overall a much better team than we were last year. The Bills were favored by many to reach the Super Bowl this year. Head coach Sean McDermott. Proud of them in the way they handled themselves with class this year and, and, the, uh, and, and the ups and downs and the adversity that, that they faced. Um, but for right now, um, you know, this stings. And uh, I wish, wish it was a different result. So the Bengals will play the Chiefs in Kansas City after they beat the Jaguars 27-20. The 49ers are going back to the NFC Championship game for the third time in four years. San Francisco held on to beat the Cowboys 19-12 in a physical game played by both defenses. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan. I mean, we stopped the run, I think, which was huge. And I know we gave up that big one when uh, we were backed up, but I just think we made them work for everything. Our guys just kept doing it all game, and we're able to continue 
contain them and keep them out of the end zone except for that drive and um, they play their ass off today. The 49ers will play the Eagles in Philly in the NFC Championship. The Eagles advanced with a 38-7 win over the Giants. The Cowboys lost their starting running back, Tony Pollard, in the second quarter when he had to be carted off the field. After the game, x-ray showed Pollard suffered a broken fibula in his left leg that will require surgery and have him sidelined the next four to six months. Quarterback Dak Prescott threw two interceptions and couldn't get it going in the second half. Yeah, the first one... Um... I guess you just hitched, hitched one too many times to guess MG. Uh, and then on the second one, nickel squeezed, tried to try to throw a low to CD, but I mean, he was able to make a play on it, tip it up in the air. And yeah, no excuses for that. Those are two are 100% on me. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones spoke to reporters outside the team's locker room. You would know how proud I am of these guys in here. That's a good team. We, uh, frankly, uh, turnover. And, uh, but uh, San Francisco had something to say about that. That's Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Forget about our friends at Roberts Specialty Meats down at Waukesha. Paul Roberts and his staff, fantastic. And uh, the Al Capone roast and such was a uh, hit over the weekend. Nice. Uh, always love it down there. And uh, so was the uh, steak pork chops, the thick-cut pork chops. We had those over the weekend, too. So uh, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, he is your hometown butcher, Paul Roberts and Roberts Specialty Meats. Go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Good stuff. Uh, glad to have you back to the program. Let's do this. Let's go back to the phone calls real quick. Uh, Douglas listening to us in Stanley. Douglas, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. I uh, love the show. Uh, I've been listening for a while. And uh, I was sad when you when you went off there and glad that you're back. But Thank uh, you so much. In, so in regards to the whole NFL losing viewership and, and really, I mean, sports in general, professional sports in general losing viewership. Um, a lot of this, in my opinion, goes down to the fact of spoiled, spoiled, spoiled athletes. And what I mean by that is when I watch a, a, a football game or a baseball game or, or, or follow these teams, I don't follow them to hear them complain about, oh, this guy's got a better contract and this, this team's better than us and we need this player and we need that player. Whatever happened to just playing the game for the love of the game. You know what I mean? I mean, I get it's a business, mm-hmm. I get it's a job, and, it, and in the end it's all about making money, but I really, I stopped watching when the politics got into the game and and when it became more about about making the money than it did playing a kid's game. So I think in a lot of, I'm 39 years old, a lot of my generation feels that way. I mean, we grew up watching, you know, players like Brett Favre, and, and and even at Favre at the end of it, you know, you could tell it started to become more about money and more about power than it did about mm-hmm. about the game. But it, to me, it, it's just it leaves a really bad taste in your mouth as a fan and and as you know somebody that grew up watching the Packers and the Brewers and. And you know, don't get me started on how unfair I think baseball is. But <laughs> no, I, I get that. I appreciate the phone call. I think there's something to be said for that. I think that there have been things that uh, over the last you know few years, five years, whatever, have turned people off. 
Uh, the game itself is still the same, but uh, it to me, at sometimes when guys alienate a fan base or alienate fans or piss fans off, it becomes more of a rooting interest to root against that person. Um, but I think there's many reasons why some people have decided to turn it off. I understand that. I understand that. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't necessarily like it or condone it or dislike it, but, you know, we'll talk more about uh, the matchups coming up this week. And also, Ian Rappaport has something to say about Aaron Rodgers in this trade scenario. Stay tuned. You're going to hear it next in the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.